is a disclaimer. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We go hard on 304s so you can understand their nature. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy. Jersey Judah, back, another episode, another edition, the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Alright, for the audience. Alright, good, we got the sound effects and everything out of the way so I can get that over and done with get out of my playlist here go into my night show we can finally talk about Tucker Tucker ends Mike Pence career in 60 seconds allegedly from Benny Johnson now you guys know how I like to record you guys know how I like to talk a lot We went through a lot in the last episode going through the Sky News Australia clip uh, called Go Woke, Go Broke. And they were talking about how these companies are taking financial losses left and right, back and forth. They don't know which way is up at this point going forward. Um, 
So we ended up doing close to like pretty much what an hour and 40, something like an hour and 40 something minutes, 45 possibly. And I realized, wait, I still got Benny Johnson to go over. And this is a seven, 17 minute clip. So let me get ready. I talked about this earlier today. I uh, finally bought a phone, a universal phone holder that's actually stable enough. Let me make sure, because I'm paranoid about recording and shit while driving. And for whatever reason, my phone likes to stop recording out of nowhere. But I've been meaning to talk about this for quite some time. But I was also meaning to go over a Benny Johnson video beforehand. I forgot what it was about. But it was something important that involved uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I'm going to have to look that up. But in this case, we got Tucker Carlson. He's already seen as a big deal now. If he wasn't a big deal before, he's a big deal now. The best thing that he did and guys like him do, does is separate himself because he realizes what he he is in fact capable of. Excuse me. He realizes what he's capable of. And he actually doesn't need Fox, the way that Fox feels, or the way that Fox felt that he needed Fox. So it was kind of like a gotcha moment when a guy like Tucker Carlson can go make something happen on his own, do something without, you know, mainstream media behind him, and still gather twice as much as the audience that these people have. So, once again, it's the it's, it's the opposite of going woke. A lot of people were talking about this with Fox. I don't know if this was true or not. They had, they had a couple of Fox networks that were kind of promoting the whole um, last month month situation. And that became a turning point for a lot of the viewers of Fox. As well as uh, Tucker Carlson and his situation. And whatever way people look at it, it's happening. Um, people are making a decision to no longer support the networks, no longer support the you know, typical mainstream media narrative. And the cause and effect being these people start losing money. These people start losing viewership. Then they'll know. They'll realize that, hey, we fucked up here and we shouldn't have done what we've done. But by that time, of course, it's too late. And I think Tucker being who he is and I mentioned this a little bit in the last episode I was able to catch that's how I fell asleep matter of fact there it is 
I was listening to or watching the interview with Tucker Carlson and Andrew Tate just to see like you know what it's all about right and it was interesting because you know Andrew Tate is Andrew Tate Tucker is Tucker and you can look like I was watching the interview and Tucker looked like he was really happy to be there like it wasn't one of those it's not one of those reporters that's doing a headpiece. It's not like one of those reporters that's just trying to dig up old information and dig up old bones and get the person to react a certain way. It's not the case. It was actually fairly opposite. It was almost as if, it was almost a bit biased, I would actually say. biased, but I don't mind it. I mean, I guess it would be good for somebody like Andrew Tate to have at least one of those interviews where he can fully explain himself when it comes to certain situations. And yeah, that's what caused me to go to sleep. Not to say that it was boring, but I was already kind of tired. I had a short night last night, but it wasn't like one of those things where I had to be somewhere or do something, so I didn't mind it. I don't want to do that. Hold up. My bad. But I don't know. It was it was one of those interviews where it was like it wasn't terrible. But I think it broke the internet, definitely. It definitely broke the internet, from what I can remember. But it was all right. It was all right interview. I don't think it was anything like that. I was thinking about, um, and I did this a while back, which I'll never probably do again. I um, I took the interview from Pearly Things and Andrew Tate. And it was a three-hour interview, and I just did an hour each and just tried to go through as much as possible. But I wasn't going to do that with this, with, with that particular interview. It was just a regular interview. It wasn't nothing really major, nothing groundbreaking that was said. It's things that you kind of are used to hearing from Andrew Tate. But I think it was the interview style that was presented by Tucker Carlson that made it what it was. Just my opinion. I didn't mean to hit that button, my bad. I forgot. I already played music in the beginning. I'm using the playlist of music rather than playing my soundboard, which I shouldn't be doing. But it's all good. We're getting ready to jump right into the fuckery, right into the madness. I'm already dealing with my phone acting the way that it's acting. So I don't want to make any risk or take any risk or create risk by not taking the precautions and having everything set up. So we're going to get right into it. Um, I've seen this clip before. I haven't seen this video by Benny Johnson, but I have seen the clip. There is a short out there 
that involves Tucker Carlson asking um, Mike Pence about, you know, what, what responsibility does he have when it comes to the sake of the country, where the country is at? And he pretty much stated that, you know, he wasn't responsible. You know, that's not his concern. That's pretty much what he said. Not power freezing. That's legit what he said. So, let's see what this is all about. Let's get into the fuckery. Let's get into the shenanigans. Let's get into the madness. All right? How many COVID shots did you take? Zero. What's up, guys? It's your boy, Benny. We are here in Palm Beach for ActCon with Turning Point USA. But in Iowa right now, there is the Family Leadership Summit where Tucker Carlson is grilling some of the presidential candidates, five, and he is absolutely committing murder, suicides on stage. This tweet is going thermonuclear. Mike Pence ending his career. I've never seen a presidential candidate commit suicide on stage before. Mike Pence literally gets his career ended by Tucker Carlson in this moment. I've never seen anything like it. Tucker Carlson talks about the problems in America, and Mike Pence says, I'm not concerned with those. And then goes on to talk about how much he loves Ukraine. Check this out. We're saying maybe January, we'll let somebody transfer some jets. I'm sorry, Mr. Vice President, have you, I know you're running for president. You are, distra you are distressed that the Ukrainians don't have enough American tanks. Every city in the United States has become much worse over the past three years. No. Drive around. There's not one city that's gotten better in the United States. And it's visible. Our economy has degraded. The suicide rate has jumped. Public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased. And yet, your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map, who've received tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars, don't have enough tanks. I think it's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that? Well, it's not my concern. You see what I'm saying? He said it flat out. That's none of his concern. This is the former vice president of the United States, who, by the way, has single-handedly became an embarrassment to the Republicans. He's no different than a rhino. He's no different than a snake. I mean, this guy, I mean, he's, he's the turncoat of the decade. He is the turncoat. But then again, a lot of people who noticed Mike Pence, even in the beginning, they weren't really fans of him directly to begin with. And it was almost a wild card for Trump to pick. And I think Trump really needs to assess, reassess who he chooses as vice president, AKA Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I'm not the first person to say it, and I probably won't be the last person to say it, but he has to pick and be very careful of who he chooses going forward as his vice president. A lot of backlash that came at Donald Trump for the situation that took place. I mean, 
a lot of it came directly from the vice president. He said how he handled the situation. It wasn't professional. He handled it poorly. This is the vice president talking about the former, well, the former vice president talking about the former president of the United States. And his relationship and how he feels about war and how he feels about Ukraine, it's very alarming when it comes to what party he's affiliated with. So this goes to show you that there's corruption on both sides of the political aisle. I'm not a dummy. You know what I mean? These other people, they'll fool you. They're not gonna fool me. Tucker, I've heard that routine from you before, but that's not my concern. I'm running for president of the United States because I think this country's in a lot of trouble. It's worth actually reading the dialogue. I'm sorry, Mr. Vice President, you're distressed that Ukrainians don't have enough American tanks. Every city in the United States has become worse over the past three years. Drive around, there's not one city that's gotten better. It's visible, the economy's degraded, suicide rates job, public build, disorder, crime. Ukrainians not having enough tanks, that's your problem? Where's your concern for the United States? That's not my concern, says Pence. This is the end of a man's life. This is the end of a man's uh, political career. You will never be able to recover from this. Trust me, I've done this a very long time. You will never be able to recover from this moment, Mike Pence. So you're done, you're done. But Tucker Carlson wasn't done yet. Tucker Carlson just absolutely going like a lawnmower on a hot summer's day in sawgrass through the GOP field of cucks and of rhinos <laughs> who want to effectively run. <laughs> oh, God. I love it, yo. Holy shit. Cucks. Wow, man. Benny Johnson, man, going for the gusto. Cucks and rhinos. So that they can try and take out Trump. Trucker, Tucker grills Tim Scott on the Ukraine conflict. Why not force peace? Check this out. You know, the threats of war very quickly. So why not force a peace? How would you do Well, you could tell Ukraine, and they are a client state of the United States, without American backing, there's kind of no Ukraine. We're literally paying the salaries of their bureaucrats. Um, we want you to sit down as they tried to do, but were stopped by our government, um, and stop this war. Yeah. And, and reach a peace as, as one does, where both sides, you know, concede some of their interests. Like, why wouldn't that be in our interest to do that? I think the faster we get to peace, the better off we are. What we don't want to do, from my perspective, is allow ourselves to ask for a premature peace that cannot be achieved as the alliances continue to come together. Uh, to the extent that we can find our path out of this situation, the better off we are. So what's the point at which we'll know that we've achieved our goal? Just and, and I say that within the context of having watched 20 years of occupation in Afghanistan where nobody could answer the question, what's the point? Yes. And no one in Congress ever asked that question, amazingly. So what is the what is the specific goal here? Yeah, so I would say that the objective should be for Zelensky and Ukraine to be able to achieve victory by maintaining as much of their territory as they possibly can and then seeing the resources that we've deployed along with our Western alliances 
achieving the peace that I believe comes when you get these two folks to sit down and have a conversation that allows them to determine where those lines will be drawn for the next hundred years. Okay. Ooh, man, Tim Scott, you know, I got like necessarily nothing against Tim Scott, but he's on the wrong side of history on that one. Mike Pence, again, just absolutely. And as I've been saying, it, it really doesn't take a rocket scientist to come to the conclusion that Tim Scott is in the same ballpark as Chris Christie, the same ballpark is Mike Pence and the rest of these GOP jabronis that are trying to run for president. That's They're nothing different. Yeah, sure, Tim Scott, he's a black Republican. Yes, that's visible, obviously. Is he that guy to really put the country on his back and move forward? He's not. I don't care that he's black and I'm black. That means nothing to me. Mike Pence, he has no personality whatsoever. He is as plain and as vanilla as they come politically, socially, He's just not that guy to run the country. And don't get me started on Chris Christie. What the? Obliterated. How about Nikki Haley? Tucker Carlson. Nobody would say Joe Biden is a great candidate. He didn't campaign. He was not a figure who commanded any respect among Democrats. Nobody said, I want my kids to grow up to be Joe Biden. So how did he get 81 million votes? 15 million more than Barack Obama. Asking the questions that these people deserve to be asked. And Nikki Haley just straight up jaw on the floor shaking check it out you think about the last election and what happened um historic numbers for the current president 81 million votes 15 million more than barack obama twice the population of new york city more than barack obama what do you think of that in terms of biden yeah 81 million votes they are saying that joe biden got 81 million votes. And my question is, do you accept that? And second, how do you think he did that? I mean, all I care about is changing that. Like, I don't, we can't afford a President Kamala Harris. I will say that over and over. Amen. And we have to do everything we can to make sure that that happens. That's a woman saying this. So this kind of just breaks all of these stereotypes, although it's not really stereotypes, because like I stated, From my perspective of the red pill, it has literally little to do with politics on on the behalf of women voting, meaning whether women vote or not makes no real difference to me because they're a core part of the, the vote. Bigger than just race, that's an entire gender that nearly identifies with one another. It's unlike men, even in men who are conservative. There's different types of conservatives. I would say there's more of the Bible Belt, more of the Bible Belt conservatives, the Southern conservatives. There's the less traditional and and senses of relationship conservatives, but those who vote are those who have more of the beliefs of conservatives than anything. 
or who in the very least would be considered sinner. But today, I think everything has changed drastically due to such, I would say, circumstances. If you have nothing but, let's say, let's say you're in a neighborhood and this neighborhood has nothing but roughly 70% white, white people, right? Would it shock you to know that if a percentage of blacks moved into the neighborhood, it would stir up some type of speculation, some type of big deal? For most people, they'll say, yeah, that's terrible. But it's something that they're used to because it's it's in their neighborhoods. They live in those neighborhoods. They pay taxes in those neighborhoods. And I think politics, when it hits the black community, it becomes to be more effective on a conservative level because it's then we, we start to understand our history. Um, a lot of us to be real honest with you, a lot of us were conservatives in the 30s. And a lot of us voted Republican in the 30s. And the Republican Party at one point, and and I think in a lot of ways still today, outside of this whole GOP madness and these people out here secretly promoting war, or at the very least, promoting the U- the Ukraine agenda. Is it Zelensky? Zelensky was trying to bomb Moscow, uh, Moscow, on the anniversary, something to do with the anniversary of Russia, uh, Russia on in, in Moscow, which would have pretty much started all-out war. But these people that don't inform you are the people that want you to know only one side of things, you know they have their own agenda. Their agenda is simple. They want to promote war and they want their side to win the war at all costs. Now, when did we become buddy-buddy with the Ukraine to this point to where we're giving them uh, financial backup when it comes to military and when it comes to weapons, I don't know. But somewhere along the line, this took place. And both sides, this is how you know there's corruption going on. Both sides magically agree with the fact that we need need to support the Ukraine and we need to ensure that they have their piece of property as if that has anything to fucking do with the United States. But as a mechanical question, it's not a trick question, it's just like the mechanics of it, something you're thinking about since you're running. I don't think anyone would say Joe Biden was a great candidate. No. Didn't campaign. He didn't campaign at all. He was not a figure who commanded respect among Democrats. They made fun of him. I'm not attacking the guy, but that's true. Right. Nobody in Washington said, I want my kid to grow up to be Joe Biden. And yet, at the end, he's got 81 million votes, 15 million more than Barack Obama, who, whatever you think of him, was a very talented politician and I think smart. So, like, how did he do that? And what could we learn from that? Well, I'm- and of course, honorable mention here, Asa, 
uh, emphasis on the ass, Asa Hutchison, somehow inexplicably from Arkansas, the former governor of Arkansas, replaced by the great Sarah Sanders, uh, asked, how many COVID shots did you take? Oh man, and Tucker goes, oh, uh, how about zero? Alpha moment here, alpha energy, take it. And how many COVID shots did you take and how do you feel about it now? In retrospect, how many COVID shots did you take? Zero. Tucker Carlson is, of course, being uh, lauded across the internet for this. All right, who's up next? Says the Columbia Bugle, Tucker Carlson, lighting a fat, stogie, ready to go. There are people who are actually answering good questions, however, and delivering excellent responses. It should act as no surprise to you that Vivek Ranswamy is one of them. Tucker Carlson says maybe January 6th was an insurrection. Vivek's answer is B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Bananas. So good, so excellent, so thorough and thought out. This is why this man is rising like a shooting star in the polls. Um, so let's just go through the list. Another thing you can't say is that maybe January 6th, while appalling on one level, maybe it was not an insurrection. So let me let me talk about I, I haven't I haven't talked about this much in the campaign. I'll be very honest with you. You want to know what caused January sixth? There's such a temptation to say that there's one man whose name is unspeakable. We can't. No, first of all, it's QAnon. Put up. It's QAnon. It's QAnon. <laughs> you want to know what caused January sixth? Is pervasive censorship in this country in the lead up to January sixth? You tell people in this country they cannot speak. That is when they scream. You tell people they cannot scream, that is when they tear things down. And so the reality is, we were told that you could not question where the virus came from when we all knew it came from a lab in Wuhan, which now they admit. We were told that you could not send a private message to someone on the eve of an election that Hunter Biden's laptop story was actually a true story worth considering before an election. You were systematically suppressed. So this is, think about this. You told you had to be locked down, had to take a vaccine that was mandated and forced down your throat, stay locked down in your home while Antifa and BLM roam and burn the streets of this country. So that's the lead up of one full year of telling people. Hey man, I was wrong about this guy. This guy right here is on another level. And I've said this before about him. Um, Trump needs to and I think Trump did mention him in a positive way Trump did mention uh, this man uh, Rob Somney uh, Rob, I forgot his name uh, Ron Swamney I think Rob Swamney uh, a few times and if Trump is, is smart he would try to reach out to this guy as well when it comes to you know his his presidential run coming forward, you know I'm very confident and uh, where he's at right now in the polls. He's gained popularity through all the criticism. He's gained popularity through all the indictments. Um, he's been gaining popularity through all the impeachments, and it's it's not going to stop for him. You have to shut up, sit down, and do as you're told. And then you tell them, okay, there's an election where you didn't get the information that you needed, such as the Hunter Biden laptop story being real and suppressed. That's what caused January 6th, is a cycle of censorship in this country. And until we look ourselves in the mirror and admit truth on that, we will not move forward as a country. And I think that's the real cause. We're not, and I'm sorry to say this, Tucker, but I think until we reckon with that reality, I worry 
that that is the beginning of, it's a friendly parley compared to what's to come unless we step up and speak truth, restore integrity, and actually lead us to who we are as a people rather than sweeping the truth under the rug. People online, uh, Emerald Robinson, a great reporter, saying it looks like the Blasey Beaks inspired with Tucker Carlson to decimate the field of lame GOP candidates by setting up this debate. Simply a massacre of GOP donors and their pet. This guy, Henry, uh, Zachary Henry, saying, if you cannot handle this chair, Tucker Carlson here at the Family Policy Alliance, then you cannot handle this chair. Such a great Really, really excellent point there. And Sean Davis saying there's a reason the GOP establishment desperately wanted Tucker Carlson off the airwaves. His questioning today shows he's one man wrecking ball against the garbage establishment talking points, neocon ideology. Just roasting. And that's exactly right. Who wanted Tucker off the air more? Republicans? Establishment Republican cucks and rhinos or libs? <laughs> that is actually a very good question that you should like put out there and ask yourself. Who wanted Tucker off? Well, here's something to really look at. When did it become a thing to where the establishment on the right, which are more of the rhinos, these are the ones that are flexible. They're flexible in terms of participation and a lot of BS that liberals spew out. These are some of the collaborators. AKA those that have gone against Donald Trump, those have those that have turned on Donald Trump, these established rhino GOP type of Republicans, they're scum. They're no different in a lot of ways than a lot of the liberals. Because once again, they collaborate with them. So my thing is and it, it, it happened. I just want to know when it happened. When did this collaboration officially begin with these people? Where it's known now that these Republicans and these Democrats go hand in hand when it comes to trying to get and keep the orange man out of that chair, out of that position to truly take America back? So it's a good question. Something to think about. Here more. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think I know the answer to that one. These uh, individuals do not deserve to be president. They should drop out of the race right now. They've been humiliated. Mike Pence especially, but Nikki Haley, very poor performance. Tim Scott, poor performance. Asa Hutchison, who the hell is that guy? Uh, there is one guy, though, who did an absolutely excellent job on an answer that I thought was... Um, the just jaw dropping, uh, and it, it, we, we would be remiss without putting this at the end of the video is Vivek Ramaswamy uh, talking about forever war and the warmongering establishment. This is so good. Check it out. In time with them, we saw yesterday that a group of reservists has been called up to Europe, apparently, to prepare for war with Russia. Of people in the age cohort who might plausibly be called up to do that, What's the response? 
I think there is no basis for us to send our young men and women, our sons and daughters, people my age or any age, to go defend somebody else's border halfway around the world when we should be using our own military to secure our own border in this country. And I will not apologize for that. We have to put the interests of this country first. And one of the things that does frustrate me, Tucker, is that this is one issue where I, I so love many of the other people who are running for this nomination for president. I think most of us in the entire field I speak for are in this for the right reasons. We are people who care about our country and want to deliver our country to a better place. But on this issue, nearly our entire field is indistinguishable in practice from where Biden is on this, which is in an undefined, ill-defined way, pouring more money into a war that I think is destined to become Vietnam or Iraq all over again. And if you don't learn from the lessons of the past, you're gonna be making the same mistakes on an even larger scale going forward. We have to end this war. We can end this war and start prioritizing the interests of actual US citizens here at home. So I, I think, um, ju judging by the response you just got, I think a chunk of, I don't know what percentage, but a lot of primary, Republican primary voters agree with you. Not all, but a lot. I don't think any Republican donors agree with you. I think that's accurate. And I've lost, to be really honest with you, I've lost many large donors or prospective donors over this issue. And it puzzles me. Because I think the tempting thing to say is to have some conspiratorial explanation that they have money at stake and government contractors, Raytheon or whatever. I don't think that's true, actually. I think there's something else going on in the psychology of an establishment in both the Republican Party and the Democrat Party that is reluctant. Keyword establishment. To the idea that we somehow can't be the ones fighting the war that's the popular war of the day, the politically correct war. I think there's no such thing as a politically correct war. And so what I ask is, how are we actually... In reality, if you're, if you're actually going to be honest about it, there's really no such thing as uh, political correctness anymore. Political correctness, what used to be considered political correctness are a level of professionalism has became a crutch, a way to hold something above someone else. If they don't say things the right way, if they're not politically correct about X, Y, and Z, then these people can pressure the opposition and say that, well, you're just being hateful. You're not being mindful of others. You're not being inclusive. I'm on a street right now. All these, all these fucking, um, most of these establishments got nothing but rainbow flags. So how can these people feel left out of anything? How can these people feel singled out of anything? But they're easily lied to and manipulated. But then you understand Politically, that's how a lot of people work. As a black person, um, a part of a national population that's only but 13% of us, most of us within whatever culture we've came up with or a culture we've created, 
we tend to side more so with one another rather than be able to have a, a civil disagreement. A civil disagreement are just are just a motherfucker who just doesn't agree with what most people talk about. As a black person, that's like an alien. They look at black folks like that and they go, well, how does that person, you know what I mean? Like, like with their way of thinking, they're going, how is this person, you know, think the way that he thinks when the people around him disagree with him? As if you have to be in that position to where everybody agrees with you or just you're doing things wrong or you're bad. And it's like, maybe you're the only person sometimes, or maybe you're the person at that moment who's actually using common sense. Maybe that's the reason. Maybe it's the other people who sound illogical, who sound as if they're not making any sense because they're going along to get along. Going to end this conflict in a way that advances U.S. interests. And the thing that puzzles me, Tucker, is nobody in either party is talking about this right now. The Russia-China alliance is the single greatest threat that the U.S. actually faces today. And we Trump brings that up a lot. But actually, believe it or not, it's actually not that alliance. That alliance has always been known for a while now. That alliance between China and Russia. What was important, and that was something that Trump was kind of close to doing, if you ask me, was kind of bridging that gap to Putin in order to reach out and handle things better with China. Now, it is more so these other countries aligning with one another. That's the problem. Wasn't it something with, like, Iran... Iran and Saudi Arabia, something like that. That's something to be that's something to be very alarmed about. China and Russia have been going on. Is China and Russia directing an attack on America? I doubt it. I doubt it. Pushing Russia closer into China's arms by actually continuing to arm Ukraine. So what I've said is that I would negotiate a deal that ends the Ukraine war, frees the current lines of control. Yes, that means giving part of the Donbass region to Russia. I would make a hard commitment that NATO never admits Ukraine to NATO. And those seem like unspeakable words in the, certainly the Republican donor class, but we get something greater in return, which is that Putin in that case would have to exit his military partnership with China and remove nuclear weapons from Kaliningrad, which border Poland, and get the Russian military out of Cuba and Venezuela and the West. And this is a deal that Putin should do because he ends up winning. He gets things that he doesn't have today. But it secures American interests, too. And, and I do think in a weird way, it does take an outsider to get that job done. Because if you want someone to fix a problem, you don't turn over the keys to somebody who actually broke the thing in the first place. If you want to fix it, maybe have somebody who didn't break it in the first place. And that's part of why I'm in this race as an outsider. Okay. Well, since you're getting radical now, let's go through a list of uh, all the other things you're not allowed to say. Uh, so you've just said, you know, you're not attacking anybody, but this doesn't seem to be helping us. In fact, it seems to be creating an alliance that we can't beat. And really, it's pretty scary. 
Um, so let's just go through the list. Another thing we can't say is that maybe January 6th, while appalling on one level, maybe it was not an insurrection. So let me let me talk about, I, I, haven't, I haven't talked about this much in the campaign. I'll be very honest with you. You want to know what caused January 6th? There's such a temptation to say that there's one man whose name is unspeakable. We what? can't. No, first of all, it's QAnon. Put up. It's QAnon. It's QAnon. <laughs> you want to know what caused January 6th? Is pervasive censorship in this country in the lead up to January 6th. You tell people in this country they cannot speak, that is when they scream. You tell people they cannot scream. That is when they tear things down. And so the reality is, we were told that you could not question where the virus came from when we all knew it came from a lab in Wuhan, which now they admit. We were told that you could not send a private message to someone on the eve of an election that Hunter Biden's laptop story was actually a true story worth considering before an election. You were systematically suppressed. So this is, think about this. You told you had to be locked down, had to take a vaccine that was mandated and forced down your throat, stay locked down in your home while Antifa and BLM roam and burn the streets of this country. So that's the lead up of one full year of telling people you have to shut up, sit down and do as you're told. And then you tell them, okay, there's an election where you didn't get the information that you needed, such as the Hunter Biden laptop story being real and suppressed. That's what caused January 6th, is a cycle of censorship in this country. And until we look ourselves in the mirror and admit truth on that, we will not move forward as a country. And I think that's the real cause. We're not, and I'm sorry to say this, Tucker, but I think until we reckon with that reality, I worry that that is the beginning of, it's a friendly parley compared to what's to come. Yeah. Yep. I wanted to make sure I got through all that. Went on a night drive, just pulled up back in front of my house, 1120 p.m. Had to do something just for the nighttime. And why not, right? <clears throat> but everything that he said is spot on. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't think he's going to really make much of an impact. I think he's making an impact right now. When he, he He's talking about a lot of serious subjects. He went on The Breakfast Club. And I might cover a little bit of that in the near future worth mentioning um donald trump himself has given this man credit so i think that's a good thing he may not understand that at the moment but trump giving him credit out of everybody else that's currently running for what he is actually talking about says a lot so i think oddly enough if trump would win trump pretty much takes it for the Republicans, he's going to be looking back at guys like um, Rob Swamini and, and going, hmm, this guy may be useful. You know, this guy may be someone that I see as, you know, you know, who knows? But I think it's, it's, it's quite interesting to see how things have turned out throughout the past couple of months, right? Because like I stated, the blacks have made their decision going forward. 
They're not siding with Biden. A lot of blacks are becoming more conservative. A lot of white people. It's not it's not even a Republican movement at this point. The whole MAGA movement is really it could be actually a movement. It's it's a weird it's the only thing that involves men. But women support this shit too, but it's the only thing that I would consider a movement amongst men, right? Because the GOPs and the Rhino Republicans are excluded from that group, right? These people caught on two, three years after this shit took off because they realized how much of a following it has. But a lot of these guys, given the opportunity, they would turn their back on Trump. They would stab him in the back just to get a better opportunity. That's just my personal opinion. But, um, hey, Mike Pence has no personality. Mike Pence is such a flunky that this title, the title of the video has something to do with Mike Pence, but he's only in two minutes of the video. It's a 17-minute long video. Seventeen minutes, barely two and a half minutes of a fucking video of him in it, and it was boring enough. I was glad he moved on. Shout out to Benny Johnson, by the way. This episode will be shorter than the others, but then again, will it? Do I have something else to talk about? Do I have another video? I could. If not, I could end this the old-fashioned way and just jump on the fucking uh, YouTube. I think I'm going to do that. How about that, right? We'll jump on the YouTube. I want to make sure soundboard is, is closed. I'm hoping this doesn't uh, crash or fuck up my recording, but if it does, I learn my lesson. And it is what it is. Modern women get